Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to hear from Mario Barry, Ombudsman of Mental Health and Employee Wellbeing at the Department of Innovation, Science and Economic Development, a Canadian federal public service that embraces authentic, open and stigma-free dialogue on mental health issues based on compassion. Mario joined ISED in October 2018. He has held several executive positions over the past 13 years in the areas of strategic and business communications at Public Service and Procurement Canada. As Chief of Staff to a Deputy Minister at the Treasury Board Secretariat and as Executive Director for the Association of Professional Executives of the Public Service of Canada. Mario will also be a panelist at the April 29th Innovate Work Online Summit. It's the first one that we're doing, actually. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Mario, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Bill. It's a pleasure for me to be uh, joining you today. Thank you so much for the invitation. As as I just mentioned there, uh, we're launching a series of online events for our innovate work community and you're going to be you're going to be on the panel uh, and the panel is going to be discussing the, the only topic anybody cares about right now of course uh, COVID-19 and its impact on mental well-being of employees in terms of that Mario what, what are you hearing at the moment in terms of people reaching out to you with with issues that, that they're having Actually, it is a very difficult moment right now for a lot of federal government employees. Uh, I just, I was just named not so long ago, back in October 2018, and didn't expect that there would be a, such a crisis. Uh, as before, I would be handling more of issues of interpersonal working relationships between employees and employees and managers. Now, this time with COVID-19, I've seen a little bit of a shift in terms of why people are reaching out to the ombudsman, uh, to myself. And one of the main reasons is people feel so much isolated, distressed, uh, many issues related to, you know, coping with the, your, your first experience in terms of working remotely from the department. And there's, uh, you know, kids around the house and uh, they have to take care of their family. There might be some people that are, you know, they have some, some members of their family are sick or may require some additional help. So in addition to what I've noticed before uh, in terms of why they would reach out to the ombudsman this time around, there's all of these issues of stress, anxiety, how to cope on, you know, working from distance, so that's a little bit of a shift because uh, in my practice, I find that I have to listen very carefully uh, before I can provide my best advice and options for them to be able to work in the most effective way. So that's the shift that I've seen. Can you uh, just give our listeners a bit of an overview of, of what an ombudsman does and, and particularly what an ombudsman does during a situation like this? In the case of the federal government, we were established in order to support employees that are suffering from difficulties in the workplace. So it could be related to, you know, to work, difficult working relationships between colleagues or between a colleague and a supervisor. Uh, it can be a situation of harassment, bullying, 
So the, uh, the role of the ombudsman was to provide that safe space where employees could feel that they could come to me and discuss any issues without fear of reprisal. So the head of the public service, the clerk of the Privy Council, uh, just a few years ago, uh, identified the need for establishing these new positions because some of the barriers that we've uh, noticed in the past for people not wanting to address their issues uh, you know, within a department was because of fear of a reprisal or maybe they didn't trust that the department would be taking the action to their satisfaction. So, so the ombudsman's role was established to create, if I can say, that safe workspace or that safe space where you know, employees could come and address their issues in a confidential, impartial, neutral fashion so that uh, there's no fear of reprisal. Now that we are uh, in a crisis situation, it has changed a little bit for me in terms of, you know, what types of uh, services we've been offering. I would say on that that there's I've seen a substantial increase of cases where employees feel isolated and distressed. Uh, they're working from home in a different, completely different setting. Uh, they don't feel good. They feel sometimes disconnected from what the priorities might be and what should be their priority and what should they be working on. They feel that in, even though they have the IT capacity and all the connections are there, that there's not sufficient connections between them and their managers. So as an ombudsman, I'm trying to change uh, and influence that culture and influence the management to, to be able to create that space where employees will feel that they still have that connection. We are a department of 6,300 employees and on a daily basis, what we've seen is that there's about 5,000 or close to 5,000 people that connect remotely using the IT system. And, uh, and these people feel so much isolated and in need for connections that, uh, you know, as part of my job, I do spend a lot of time just listening to what their feelings are how I can best support them, what are their main issues. And in some cases, I can refer them to, you know, the services that we have, uh, such as at Health Canada, where we have the employee assistance program, and then they can get expert advice on how to solve their personal or work issues. In some other cases, they just want to express what's going on to the ombudsman. They're not looking for getting, you know, specific options or specific advice. They just want to get it out and feel good afterwards. So I would say a bit of a change in my work would be a lot of active listening um, and, uh, and, and moral and psychological support to, to the employees. I would say also as ombudsman, one of my responsibilities is to ensure that I provide uh, best advice to senior management. So that would mean to deputy ministers, assistant deputy ministers, like basically the management table as to what my observations have been 
and what my recommendations might be for a more productive workplace into the future. Now, I, I know that it's outside of your remit, but I'd, I'd love to get to get your personal thoughts uh, in, in, in terms of what, what is your message to the millions of Canadians out there who are currently out of work? We, but so far, we've been talking about how you help employees, of course. Um, how, how, can, how can all of these poor folk who are currently out of work, how, how can they stay positive when the prospects of re-entering the workforce are so uncertain? Right now, um, everyone feels that you know it's everything is different than what it was before. People are anxious. People don't know what is the future. What I've been trying to do as ombudsman is convey to people that we will come back to normal at some point, and to hang on and uh, to keep our values, our family values, our friendship keep collaborating with people, keep connecting. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, very soon it's gonna be Mental Health Week. And the theme for this year will be social connections. So I would say for people that feel distressed, that you know they may not get a job back and that they're suffering from uh, that very difficult situation of isolation, please uh, you know, keep the morale and keep connecting with all of the resources that are available right now to maintain your mental health. Because uh, although we all recognize that this is really hard, uh, I am a strong believer that uh, it will return, uh, the economy uh, will return to normal. Uh, it's hard to, to know exactly when, uh, but let, let please keep that social connection uh, and talk to your people, stay connected, use the technology, uh, reach out to people and don't feel you are alone. Uh, we are all in this together is my main message. Yeah, and I'd, I'd just like to add to that. I try my best not to get political ever when I'm doing interviews, um, but I, I will just say that, um, in my opinion, the, the Canadian government have uh, so far handle the situation pretty well in, in terms of helping those that need help right now, whether that's uh, people out of work, people being furloughed, um, people with, with small businesses like myself. Um, so kudos to that good looking man, Mr. Trudeau. Um, before we wrap up for today, how can, how can our listeners learn more about you? How can they connect with you? And also how, how can they, how can they understand more about what's happening over at the department of innovation, science and economic development? I really like people to connect with me at all times. So I have my own personal LinkedIn account at Mario Berry. I invite people to follow me on my LinkedIn account because I do post my blog, blogs in there. And I also refer employees to the best experts on mental health that I've been finding through the social media. Uh, to my point earlier about you know social connection, as Canadians, let's all be connected at all times together and let's seek this best advice and let's exchange between all of us. So I would say, uh, please follow me on my LinkedIn account and my Twitter account. Uh, but also in terms of our own employees that I said, uh, I've counted not so long ago, uh, I think it's last week that there's been ongoing communications between our two deputy heads um, 
and uh, employees on a regular basis. And I counted maybe anywhere between 15 to 20 communications since the crisis started. So I would say to employees, stay connected through the intranet. Look at all of these communications that are giving you the best advice. And also stay connected to the expertise that exists at the Treasury Board Secretariat. There's a center of expertise for mental health in the workplace. And there's also within ICED something that we launched not so long ago that is called the Canadian Innovation Center for Mental Health in the Workplace, where we've been equipping about 18,000 public servants with workshops uh, over the past year and a half. And this has been a success story uh, on how to cope with stress, resilience, how to cope with a crisis. So I would invite also uh, all federal government employees to keep following us uh, through uh, the mechanism, communications mechanisms that we've established. Uh, and I will continue to be promoting these tools into the future for sure. Perfect. Thank you very much. And um, of course, listeners, you know me by now. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of a shameless plug. So uh, just once again, uh, Mario will be on the panel for our first online Innovate Work event happening April 29th. So check that out. Uh, there's a website for Innovate Work, innovatework.co. And then uh, you can find the, uh, the information about the event itself by going forward slash virtual hyphen event hyphen April hyphen 29 hyphen 2020 uh, and everything's on there for the panelists and everything else so yeah uh, Mario just before we uh, wrap up it's my pleasure today to interview thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the HR chat show thank you so much Bill it was a pleasure discussing with you this is a fantastic opportunity for me for people to get to know what an ombudsman does especially that our role is to support mental health and employee well-being so thank you so much and listeners, until next time, stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.